0: Hi, this is Christopher Lewis, and welcome to Dating Intelligence, the podcast, where we give relationship advice from dating to marriage and everything else in between, and always with the goal of helping you to continuously be the best you at all times. All right, guys, so today, my guest today and co-host is a stand-up comedian, writer and producer. She has a husband and two kids and is one of the funniest people that I have the privilege of knowing. She also has a new stand-up comedy special that is out and now streaming on Amazon Prime called Life's a Bit. Please welcome Nicole Blaine to the show. Hey, Nicole, what's up? I'm so happy to have you joining me today on the show. How are you? Thank
1: you for having me. I'm good. I appreciate being here. So good, good. I mean, avoiding my job and my kids and right. all the things in between. Yeah, let's do it.
0: I, anything to avoid work for myself. It's always a good reason to do something like this, by the way, too. So I love it.
1: Yeah, and aren't you literally you're you're a tennis coach, and so you just taught a lesson and we're doing this podcast, and then you're gonna run back out and yeah, teach some more? Yep, yeah,
0: I've already had like four hours, yeah. and now it's time to have you have you on my show, get this knocked out and get back on the tennis court.
1: Okay, guys, <laughs> let me make it clear, it's nine AM. Okay. That <laughs> has been up since I don't know what. So you're incredible. <laughs>
0: Sorry about that. My dog's barking at the UPS guy. I guess that's the beauty of shooting this at home.
1: Yeah, we'll be lucky if we get through this without my children coming in here and asking me to like, I don't know, pick a booger out of some <laughs> weird crevice. So we'll, we'll see how far we get.
0: Well, speaking of which, off the note, so, you know, as I'm bringing in new uh, guests all the time as my co-host to fill in now um, to be a part of the show, the topic at hand that we're going to discuss today is basically what you kind of just put a spin on, but have you ever seen that movie, Irreconcilable Differences, with Drew Barrymore, um, Ryan O'Neill, Shelly Long, just out this girl who basically divorces her parents? Uh, no,
1: but that's not, Is this? it too late for me to divorce my parents? Is that, <laughs> is that, is that a thing? At what age can you, you cap out at that?
0: I'm sure, like you've probably said in some of your comedy before, when you talk about your kids, we would all love to divorce our parents at some time or another. I'm sure they probably thought that a billion times.
1: I want to divorce. In a pandemic, I'd like to divorce everyone. All people, <laughs> anyone that I have to deal with, I now want to divorce from. But yet, I don't think I saw that movie. Is that your favorite okay. divorce movie?
0: Well, so it's on the topic of hand that we're getting yeah. at. So in this film, "Irreconcilable Difference," it's which, by the way, is the name of the topic everyone is listening to this right now. Um, it's about this girl. Her parents are always fighting, and they they've split up. They're never around. So she decided, you know what? She's with the nanny all day long. That she's going to divorce her parents. Hmm. Because because her parents now basically get a divorce because of this, and now they're trying to reconcile with her to see if they can not only get back together, but to see if they can actually get her back in their lives. So I guess what we're going to discuss today is how kids view their parents splitting up and divorcing. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to know if you had any stories or what you like, what your thoughts were on that. Well, it's funny that
1: that's the movie you picked because my divorce childhood favorite movie is Kramer versus Kramer. Way that's a good one as well. Yeah.
0: Do you remember? Yeah, it? that is a good one. I only remember a little bit of that. I think I was probably not not to say that, you know, because I'm probably a little bit older than you. So I have not seen that film.
1: I rewatched it recently. Um, and it was so here's here's what's interesting. Like if for okay. those that need to be caught up, Meryl Streep and Dustin Hoffman are the couple and um it's it's a movie about them getting divorced and they have like a 6 year old son right and like okay. most divorce stories and tv shows and movies i feel like you're never really seeing you know how the kid felt they really are sort of like it, the movie's never about them Um, Right. They're
0: like pushed aside and just used as just like collateral damage. Yeah. It's not their
1: story, right? We're we're in the heads and and mind of the adults. So I was rewatching this movie and it was funny because my husband, he is like one of the only people who every single time Meryl Streep is in a movie he's always like what the fuck why does everyone worship this woman she's so horrible i have no idea why it's like you say the beginning of her name she's like being handed an oscar you know like if she is going to be cast we know every award like end of story and he was never understood like why does everyone love meryl streep so then a few months ago we decide to watch kramer versus kramer we're watching the movie and we get to this scene in the movie where it's Towards the beginning, um, Meryl Streep's the mom. She walks in to this sleeping six-year-old boy's bed, hugs him, kisses him, says goodbye, and walks out and decides to reclaim her life and moves away. She abandons wow. the family. Her wow. Yeah. So her level, she splits. You know, she completely bottoms out and chooses. I can't. She's trapped. It doesn't matter the backstory. I'm not going to get into M- Meryl's character development. But... <laughs> All of a sudden, I looked at my husband and his palms were sweating, and he went, This is, I had no idea that this is why I hate Meryl Streep. He watched this as a child and okay. it reminded him so deeply of his own mother completely abandoning. His, Mickey, oh, wow. My husband's name is Mickey. We'll use his name. Yeah. And it's really Mickey, not short for anything like the mouse. <laughs> um, I mean, his mother left him. Of course, she named him Mickey. Like, what do you expect from a woman? So she abandoned him. Completely. And she did come back a while later. um, But he all of a sudden realized that that movie completely embodied the horror and tragedy and pain that he felt as a child that... It was so unprocessed, so therefore he never understood the greatness of Meryl Streep. So two tragedies, not appreciating Meryl, um, (laughs) and and dealing with your own childhood trauma. I don't know.
0: like the Hagen into the woods is what you're saying about Meryl. Oh my god, I
1: I love Into the Woods. Great (laughs) reference. I feel like who knew you were a Sondheim fan? So yeah, (laughs) that movie totally. I don't think parents realize because divorce is so commonplace and because we as adults evolve into hey, I do need self care and yeah. I am in a relationship that isn't working, and I do need to make my life better, so therefore I can make it better for the kids, right like you have you're told with the airplane, put that emergency mask on That's first right. before you give it to the kid, but at the end of the day, now, as me personally as a child of divorce, um I sometimes am starting to wonder if children back in the 80s um now as they are adults and are married and now have kids i wonder if the pendulum is going to swing because after the trauma that i went through with my parents being divorced mm-hmm. i don't i don't think i can wrap my head around divorce in the same way okay. i don't want to do it you right. know because it was so traumatizing and i don't know if we've spent enough time really honoring the children's perspective
0: right well, Now, did like, you,
1: you came from divorced parents too?
0: Yeah. And well, how so was your for experience? me, well, for myself, you know, I mean, we all have, like you said, different experiences. Um, Me being the only boy out of a, a family of three, I had an older sister and a younger sister, I was right in the middle. So I'm always vying for my dad's attention no matter what. Um But mm-hmm. my mom, who was just so amazing about when they split up, which honestly, I don't remember because I think I was probably like six years old and when things happen, you just kind of like. It's just the way it is, especially when you're around your mom all the time. Anyways, my dad's a doctor. He's Mm -hmm. working all the time. So it's not like he was ever there that much anyways. So for me, um, excuse me, it was one of those things where with my mom being there all the time, she actually, uh, the only thing that I remember for the first time that they were apart was when she actually went out on a date for the first time. I think I was probably like eight years old. She comes home from this date, Nicole, and literally was like, I will never go on another date ever again in my entire life. She was, I'm going to devote my time to you, children. And wow. that's what she did. She she basically, re- everything revolved around us her whole life. She put everything into, into us. So now at this mm. point for her doing that, it put a lot, I felt it put a lot of pressure on myself. It, yeah, I, I was
1: just going to say that's yeah. a beautiful gift, but there are right. major heartstrings attached to there that are. pressure as a child. So, and, and by the way, kudos to your mom, okay, for yeah. having the ability to want to put you first, not right. knowing then what that might, you know, lead to.
0: Correct. But and I do
1: think that's a better outlook than fuck these kids. I'm going to go, you <laughs> right, know. And do
0: what I want to do and I'll be where I'm at, that whole situation. Yeah. Well,
1: that's what my parents did. My, my okay. mom, three days after my dad left, there was a new man living in my house.
0: Wow. Are you kidding me? So, okay. No. But, but okay. Not so like she- wait, are you the yeah. only child or do you have any brothers and sisters?
1: I have a little brother. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. And like, if I may ask, like yeah. um, at that point in time- um, how old were you roughly about that time when all this went down?
1: Because oh, I know that I will... age is a
0: huge factor on how it people is.
1: and I take think that. birth birth order and gender yes. or personality and all the stuff psychologically that folds into that. I was right. your typical firstborn older daughter. My okay. I was nine and my little brother was six. I was the extrovert, okay. he was the introvert. Mm. So it was every opposite you could possibly imagine. Got and it. And yeah. And so my mom didn't just like let some random man in three days later. No, she had been okay. having a really wonderful affair. And okay, so finally, yeah. she and was able mind. to, <laughs> yes, it's yeah, been going on right. for a long time. Um, so she was ready to fold this new person into our lives. And I was still okay. digesting the fact that my favorite parent was just kicked out of the house. Wow. And, okay. And, yeah. All right.
0: Well, off of that, though, did the person that came in, was he accepting? Was he was he willing to make an effort? Because that's another thing as well. Sometimes, you know, when this happens, it's a great you're question. hoping that the person that comes in next from a child's mind is that they're going to be ex- accepting you into the fold and not just, oh, you're just just here. I'm here with your mom or your dad, but vice versa. And you're just here. I'm, I'm just dealing with you because I like them.
1: Right, I want to get into mm-hmm. your mom's pants, so what do I need to do to win you over? I e.,
0: yes, let me, let me bring you an ice cream cone.
1: Right, no. it was, it's really, so I don't know, I'm probably the worst person to ask these questions to, like, was he someone who was nice? Like, okay. I don't know, spoiler alert, he became a sociopath. Okay. And I mean, literally, <laughs> he ended up going into an insane asylum oh, no. and becoming a drug addict. And, okay. Beat my mom to a pulp and like me and my brother got to live in it. It was great. So, therefore, I'm a stand up. But <laughs> oh, <no. Yes. laughs> if you don't marry an actual psychopath, right, um, then I do think that that interesting dynamic between um, a new a step parent and a child is such a delicate space. Of and I'm going to tell you why I think, from a little girl's perspective, okay, um, who was nine years old. And was sort of coming into puberty and felt very, I'm going to use this word, unsafe. Okay. My, my ability to be naked in my house as soon as my parents got divorced and a new person came in, whether it was a stepmom or a stepdad or a boyfriend or a girlfriend or whoever your parent is bringing in, you know, you can't be naked anymore. And right. I mean that literally, physically and emotionally and metaphorically, that a child knows, right, when they... Come home, and their parents love them so much. They had a bad day. They've held it all together. They can completely unravel. But when there is now a permanent stranger in the house, and in my case, who I didn't trust, and turns out I was right to not trust him. But okay. either way, once a new person enters that room, for me as a child, I just felt like I can never be naked in my
0: house. Yeah, and it's a lot, and that's, the, um, that's a lot of that's a lot of, um, that's a lot of weight for a child to feel at that age, though, you know.
1: Right. And like, right. and your mind can't understand that concept yet of course. about what it is to know that like, oh, the kids are on their worst behavior when they're at home. They can't now. So they have to continue now to figure out how in their world to be perfect all the time. Right. Right. Because that. they there is now no safe space to let it all right. out because there is a stranger and I don't want to do it in front of him. Um, He's also creepy, but you know, and then I am my mom wants to impress him with her parenting style. She's maybe worried about being judged. Okay. Should she give me the 20 bucks I'm asking for? <laughs> if she's not home, can I turn to this new guy and be like, "Can I have 20 bucks?" and he's like, "I don't know. Did you ask your mom?" Like all of a sudden there's no comfortable organic parenting. Did right. you have like, they can't and they, they that? can't
0: express these rules with you because it's like you said. They're they're trying to juggle just the same what you're trying to juggle, you know. So there's like this dichotomy of like Okay. Are you the kid that's going to take advantage of that? Hey, Joe, give me 20 bucks because my mom said, so I'll take advantage all day or mom. Hey, I'm going to, I need this because I'm not feeling comfortable here and I need to get out for a little while. So it's like this guilty sort of thing that you could have put on them, which most kids probably do. Yeah. You know, I actually being, um, a parent of divorce now myself, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I look what you just said for my kids. And it's one of those things where, you know, my ex and, um, her boyfriend moved in together and my girlfriend and I moved in together. But I think the thing that we tried to do differently in this day and age is that we made sure we had an exit strategy in the first place before we ever introduced our significant others to our children mm-hmm. and made sure that we were in therapy all the way through until that point of time where we were like, you know what, we've done the right things. They both met four months later, five months later, they both met the new the partners mm-hmm. and we had our exit strategy as well. Like I moved out probably like three, four months after that fact as well. So we made sure that the kids have that build up.
1: What do you mean exit strategy?
0: So so going to counseling, you know, we had an exit strategy when we broke up. Let's say, okay, so I, you know, we're getting divorced, but I'm not moving out until like four months from now. Okay. So now this gives us time to acclimate the kids, but yet we're starting to see other people now. And at that time, you know, we're doing our own thing. Like for instance, I'll be home for like, um, you know, on the days that we have two specific days that we were now allowed to be home and be out of our house. Um, other than that, we're together trying to make sure that the kids know that, hey, we're here, we're still loving, da, da, da. So from their mind, from the kids' mind, it's this thing of to make it an easier transition on um, when I left the house, finally, they were accepting of that going, okay, it's like it was easy because now dad, you know, we've met his new girlfriend, we've met mommy's new boyfriend and dad's moving out, but they were more accepting of it because we had prepped them for that. Now, okay, I don't wait, know. That I we mean, pre- I, I'm okay. going to
1: pause you just so that I yes. think I'm not totally following your timeline. Okay, so- go ahead. You and your original wife, who you had children with.
0: Yes, correct.
1: Okay. You guys were together for X, how many years?
0: 15 years.
1: Okay. Significant.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right. So 15 right.
1: years, you have two children together. That's correct. And you decide that you're going to end the marriage in therapy. You discuss this before even telling the children, right?
0: That's, right. Yes, that's correct. Yes. And then
1: you decide it's official and you stay married and when do you tell the kids while you're still going to be living there for a while
0: so we're so yes we're separated we told them I forget yeah, we told them I think right after like um New Year's sometime or something like that
1: you did it on um, a holiday also, not no not <laughs> not on the holiday my yeah I can't I can't eat turkey just so you know my parents uh, thought, right. told me yeah. on Thanksgiving that they were getting divorced and now at this point you show me a turkey and I oh,
0: slap it up against someone's head aren't you yeah no no by New Year's I mean like after the first of the year you know like sometime after the first year when we came together we Said, "Hey, girls, um, mommy and daddy are splitting up, but we will be in the house together, and we'll, we just want to make sure that uh, the next over time, it just get, it just got easier for them. So when I left, if, if that makes any sense, when I left, it was just that thing where they're were like, okay, bye, dad.' Like I was going to work, sort of thing. How,
1: so, so how I, many months? You said four months. About
0: four months. Yeah, about four months that, after. And I that left. was an
1: advice that your therapist said was that was the paid. advice
0: that we had decided to do as well, um, as well, just because we wanted to make sure that they." It was, you know, we, that they knew, it's, it's just, we felt like we're such, and by the way, with everything that I'm saying right now, which seems so strange that we still get along very, very well. Like when we're together, people would never know that we were actually like broken up and they think right. that we're the craziest family ever. Like our significant others, all of us, we, we've been out on trips together and stuff already too. So it's already a family you dynamic are, that we've created. You
1: are the, the goal <laughs> that <laughs> families right. could wish to strive to. It's not normally that. Wonderful, right. and and it's great. So I'm enjoying hearing this. Okay. I love it, and I think the advice that I've never heard was is something like that. If if right. if a couple is that able to be amicable during this process and to almost have a four month incubation period where the children realize like we're still gonna be a safe family unit, correct? That's, that's a, right. I mean, kudos to you guys. That. That's insane. I can't Thank believe you. And,
0: you did that. And meanwhile, you know, there's other, the, op, the other option, sorry, the flip side of that is where people do that and they're fighting and yelling and screaming and the kids get the whiff of everything that's yeah. going on now because the person can't move out or, you know, or he's just not, they just maybe don't have the funds or the means or whatever, whatever the hell, they, or they just don't want to give the house up. I
1: mean, per se, yeah, right? Who knows? so
0: they're just fighting and, and the kids see all this now and they should have gone away in the first place. Um, but once again, this goes back to my childhood on where, everything you just said, and I thank you for that, is that I saw my mom and dad when they split up that, even though my dad never lived in the same city, as so I never felt like I was out my, without my father. Mm-hmm. Now, yes, there were moments where I was like, he's fucking shithead or right. like, first of all, what he's doing to my mom as you get older. But at the same time, I was like, wow, he showed up for everything. Like mm-hmm. he, he was always there. He called all the time. And that's where I always said to myself, if I ever God forbid, got divorced, whatever it is. I want to make sure that my kids come first, and that we have that they know that we both love them, and that we will always be there for them. That's and that's what well. It's so, out to so now there are issues here and there. Don't we? <laughs> you know, we still have issues through certain things that, and the kids probably pick that up every now and then. But hopefully, we'll know we'll know when we get when they get to our age, they'll let us know, right? So
1: you said something <laughs> that yeah, you said something that I'd love to zero in on because I I think okay you're. Dad and Mom nailed it, and obviously you and your incredible ex-wife, who you know I love—I <laughs> um, know you do. <laughs> yeah, you, so you have incredible people in your world. Just by
0: you meet my girlfriend, I, I'm I now I'm <laughs> gonna have love to love, love
1: someone much. else. I'm sure you <laughs> yes, have good taste. It's okay,
0: everybody kills that way, Nicole. <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, it's it, you're incredible. But um, the what you said that was interesting to me was you. All these parents have put their children first, right? Which was exactly kind of lapping into me feeling not first. Right. So if anyone is listening, um, what I thought was interesting, and, and this is what's hard on step parents, right? Right. Is that that isn't, and I get it. Like, I barely love my children. You know what I mean? Like, they are so annoying. Um, so how – but I love them more than I've loved any. It's the most natural instinct, a mama bear. There is no rhyme or reason because they do not deserve my love. They are awful humans. It's ridiculous. <laughs> you should just so ship them why, off to the
0: boarding school eventually. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I can't believe
1: I, like, can't live without them. Yeah, they suck, right. yet I'm addicted to them. I know. I so get it. how would I ever be able to assume a second person – would be able to come into this world and be as sacrificial as as I am. And 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 that's why that's so hard. So here's and and I will throw this at you because now yes. you've experienced both being the child and being an adult who then right. has been divorced and has children. So you're And has a step pocket.
0: like considerable a step as you would say, you know, my girlfriend would technically be a step. So she has to see certain things from your point of view about what you're saying. So I agree with that side as well. So continue.
1: Right. So, one of my—if I could give advice to anyone who's stupid enough to take it—because I am not a professional, so no one should listen to me (laughs) whatsoever. Do
0: tell, Nicole. Do tell.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. If I have to give advice to everyone getting divorced, I would say, um, how can you convince your child that they are always first and prove it? It can't just be the words. And I think that. The second that person that date that who you are dating that n- new step parent or girlfriend or boyfriend, if they tell the child, "Hey, I am going to honor the relationship between parent and child, and I am going to be. S- I want to be second. I am not going to compete for first. Right. If I want you, little girl, to still have alone time with your parent." I treasure and respect and honor that, and I want to support that relationship, and I don't feel threatened by it. Right. Now, that really has to be real for that of new step parent to to do that. My step parents could not do that. Okay. Unfortunately, I had a stepmom who was not able to. Um, Come in and feel that secure. She just, she just wasn't. She felt threatened by this past family and these older kids, and she wanted a new life with this man and started a new family. And she did. So I have a half-brother. She had a child with my dad, who's 15 years younger than me. And I want to tell a story that for me symbolizes the moment um, that happened many, many, many times in my childhood that I think perfectly explains how devastated. And broken my relationship is with my dad and it'll never be repaired because of this. Okay. Okay. So, um, and like I said, this is, this happened when I was 25, but there, I have every example under, you know, the sun from nine till 25, but I like the story the best. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. So I was out of college. Now, like I said, so my parents really did, um, my, my mom and my stepdad, he was psychotic and he did become a major drug addict. So in the midst of that, they lost everything and I had to drop out of college and start go to new college and um, that was when I started dating my now husband, Mickey, when I was 18 and I, I ended up raising my little brother in this drug addict house. Okay. While I was, you in came college. out
0: swimmingly. Whatever you just said, I just know you well enough <laughs> that you've come out swimmingly. But continue the story. I don't know how you like endured and like come out on top. Amazing.
1: Because you need a Mickey. You need. If yeah. I'm so lucky that I luckily, kudos was your alone. Kudos to this man, and that he was 18 with me, and and we navigated living and and my parents were were crack addicts, FYI. So it wasn't even like I'm not even talking about little drugs. Like it got it got big and heavy, um, and I. My husband, um, we got married at 25, so it was right around that year. We were struggling. He was working three jobs and going to college too, and I was working three jobs, and we were trying to make ends meet, and I had very, very little money, but my dad... Was when I was little, before that divorce, he was everything to me. My dad tucked me in, like my mother was not the one who tucked me into bed because my dad was the storyteller. And every single night of my childhood, he would put me to bed with an imaginary story. And every single night, it ended the exact same way. Where this little girl, which was always played by me, uh, would find a giant rainbow and press a button. And these little escalator stairs would appear on the rainbow. I'd go all the way up and then slide down. He'd make a whistling sound like, I can't whistle, but you get it. And I would slide right into my bed. And we used to watch Wizard of Oz Every single year, you know, like when it would come on annually. That's right. Mm Yeah. That was our thing. Rainbows, The Wizard of Oz. We would sing Somewhere Over the Rainbow. He always said, when you get married, that's what we're going to dance to. Like this was my thing with my dad, right? And I'm 25 years old and have been through now this whole like crazy life. My stepmom has never wanted me around. She's always felt threatened by me. Um, It was terrible. It was devastating. Blah, 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 blah. I had no money, but I found out when my dad was turning 50 years old, that the exact same time of his birthday was going to be when, um, what was the musical? Uh, Wicked. Wicked was coming through. Okay. Right? And you know, that's the reverse story of The Wizard of Oz. That's correct. And it was coming to LA and it was playing at the Pantages. And I went, he's turning 50. I need to take and save and figure out how to get enough money to buy two tickets so that he can see this show. And each ticket was like 300 bucks, which uh, at, at sure. that time, yeah. was so, for me, I had no money. I mean, I was, and, and by the way, my dad, as wonderful as he was as a child, he, had, he did not come in and save the day when, my, when I was dealing with the crack years. He told me very clearly, hey, I, I married this new woman, and we have a new family, and I can't help you. I, I have nothing to give you.
0: Right, I'm sure he's a starving artist. It was
1: heartbreaking. My dad was a starving artist. He married this woman who was rich and had all the money, and so he always said he was like, "I can't." He couldn't give me twenty bucks when I needed gas. Right? Okay. And he was like, there's right. nothing. He's
0: more beholden to her because of this situation.
1: Correct. He needed a roof over his head. Right. This was his yep. new person. This was his paycheck. That's and right. And she was not going to give me 20 bucks. I wasn't her daughter. And she was in competition with me since I was nine. So forget it. So when this. Yeah. So when the show came around, I realized I wouldn't be able to take him. She wouldn't feel comfortable with that. I can buy two tickets and I would need to gift them for both of them right? Because then I see he saying. would get the gift. He would know it's from me and she wouldn't feel threatened because she would get to benefit from it and go to the play, right? So I, I gift him this thing. He knows how emotional it is and the play comes. And at the end of the night, I call him and I go, how, how was the play? And he goes, Nicole, I, I didn't make it.
0: Ugh, no, And I went, what? Oh my and he God. goes, yeah,
1: my wife – We, uh, she wouldn't give me the 20 bucks for the parking. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding. Wow. So I didn't, he has no money. My dad is a poor artist and that's on him. Okay. That's his
0: problem. But is this coming from spite from her? Because this seems like the whole situation on, and by the way, can I ask you, when did they get married, by the way? Um, how old were you when they got married? When I was 12. Okay. So. Yeah. 12. So, um. I'm going to fast forward what you're saying and just kind of put something into that. So she was spiteful of this. And I get the fact that a lot of step parents are um, a little bit more jealous of the kids because the relationship, like you said, that heart is already at hand. Yeah. Um, My dad got married, I think, around that time as well. And I'll never forget this once again. But like I said, I've put my dad on the pedestal. I always have. And I think it's just because it's always that thing where I just, maybe because I was without a dad, I'm sure that's probably a lot of the reasons at the time growing up. But my mom, I remember screaming and yelling one day and we're like, what's going on? She comes in. She goes, do you know that your dad just got married and didn't even invite us to the wedding (gasps) and I was 12 and my stepmom, whom I love to this day at the time, she same way, you know, um, just, you know, she was one of those nurse sort of like that, but she basically is not really kid friendly. That's easiest way for me to say it. So it took time for her to, you know, navigate through three children that are not hers. Um, when we came to visit her, but we could always feel the cold, the 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 like the shuddering. The my dad always kind of like, I you know, I got to do this on the side for you guys. Here, you want something here? Take this, take that. Kind of opposite of yours, yeah. but still that same dynamic of like, you know, here's this. Not say wicked stepmom because, like I said, once again, I I love my stepmom now. Yeah, so but, this is past story. But, but your dad um,
1: played into it. Do you see he what did. he was doing? He did. He played. Right. He played into it just like my dad did. He they didn't stand up for the children.
0: Right. It was it yeah. was
1: it was the aside. It was you get it, you know I love you,
0: but right. like I can't. And when she wasn't around person. right, and yeah. when she wasn't around, he would be like, There's dad, oh there's that guy that you know we grew up with and right. blah blah blah. That's the guy I love. But when he was with you could tell he was on pins and needles as well. Now fast right. forward to me and my girlfriend, you know, acting virtually stuff, you know, stepmom to my kids, we've been together for almost mm-hmm. three about three and a half years now. Um, she you know, she's a doctor as well, she comes in as tired as can be. We'll go to the girls, you know, I can just play with them as much as she can and just lets them know that, Hey, she's here now the girls, you know, obviously they know she's not mom and she's not trying to be mom, but she knows once again, that we've discussed from the beginning when we got together, when I said, Hey, I have two kids, blah, blah, blah. She was like, look, I love you. I'm willing to do whatever to make this family work. And I'm happy to do it. So you had touched upon something earlier. My girlfriend is that person where she is just fully in it. Now, granted, you know, sometimes a girl, she doesn't feel the love that she would like to feel some touch but it's, it's over time, you know, it's, it's a time thing. And the kids are like 13 and seven. And, you know, so it's over time, but she puts in the effort and God bless her. I love her for what she does because she's in it 100% with them all the time. 100%. And
1: has she organically done kind of what I was saying, which is, Hey, have that alone time with your kids.
0: Yes, she has. And she, yeah. and we actually, we talk about all the time about how we can divide to do more of that, but here's a very good story. So off of that note, when you said that, it brought me to another mm-hmm. story where my best friend and her husband, you know, she has two stepkids from her husband, but she, they were both very little when they got together. So, but the ex-wife does not get along at all. Like, you know, she doesn't want to talk to the husband much. She definitely doesn't want to talk to my friend that much at all. So, but my friend, just like me is super loving, super caring. So one day the little boy comes home and goes, you know what? My mommy says that. And I quote, my mommy says that, you know, you're not my mom and you'll never be my mom. And he was probably like five years old at the time. So as an adult and a stepmom now, in theory, you're looking at this kid going, how do you, what would your response be to that? So I I will
1: tell you, I can guess what I would say.
0: Yeah. So her response I say, was, you know, I, right.
1: Oh, wait, yeah. what did she say?
0: Well, so her mom, and then you answered, to tell me if this along the line. So her, so she looks at the little boy, you know, um, the little kid and she goes, um, she goes, you know, she goes, you love your mommy very much. She goes, I do. She goes, but you love me too. Right. And he goes, yes, I love, she goes, well, I'm not trying to be your mom. As long as I know that you love me, that's all I care about. And that's all she said. And he goes, and he looked at her and he smiled. Because she's not competing. It's, it's not about the competition of it where the ex, I feel, is more about the competitiveness of like he said, she said. But, you know, my friend, she's just gold. You know, she just loves those kids through and through. And she's like, I'm not trying to be your mother. Exactly. I'm trying to be just a part of your life. Right. And that I, was I can love you too. And she's brilliant. Yep. Exactly,
1: and that's There's it. There's enough
0: love to go around for everyone. Yeah, the, it's
1: because, yeah. and that's the thing. Our heart is not literally where we keep our love. It doesn't just only fit in that spot. It's not a real physical thing. It is. It is. It can be as big and beautiful as anything. So she answered it perfectly,
0: which is she did. And he and he just he smiled correctly after that. You know, after mm-hmm. trying to save her, and she just looked at him and said you know, do you love me? He goes, yes. And she goes, that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. She goes, I'm not trying to be your mother. I just know that you love me and I'm happy. And that's all I want. Yeah. And so, and, but she puts in the effort and I love that about her.
1: That's incredible. You know,
0: um, But it's funny. I have a bunch of other stories, which are also crazy. You know, it's like, so history wise, I want to ask you like, so between that time, you know, mm-hmm. I know somewhere between nine and let's say 18 or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Did you stay with your dad a lot as well? Did you guys go back and forth or did you never stay with him? Or were you just with your mom?
1: It's a good question. Um at the beginning my brother and I did every other day. Okay. Back and forth. That's a lot. And then That's and, a lot. And, and every other weekend. So it was like Mondays right. and Wednesdays were dad's, Tuesday Thursdays with mom, Friday and the weekend were flip-flops. Um and we did that until I until he married my stepmom. They met they met Three months later they were married. Three months later they were pregnant with my half brother. Wow. Um and it's and that was eighth grade. So by the time ninth grade started and I started high school, I moved in full-time with my mom and my stepdad, who I hated.
0: Okay. That's that's But tough. it was
1: more convenient just because um He is as horrible as my stepdad was. He actually was interested in us, and he didn't feel threatened like my stepmom. Right. Um. So even though he was crazy and horrible, he was somehow (laughs) more tolerable than people. He was entertaining. He
0: was probably entertaining all the time, Nicole. I mean, when you're high like that, you're sure you got to be entertaining all the time. That's true. Unbeknownst to you as children. (laughs) <laughs> Total delights. You know when he <laughs> fell off the couch, or when he jumped off the roof. You know those sort of things. I'm sure it's all fun. You guys it's are very probably. Tr- How did up. you
1: know? Were you there? I, you know you did what? Jump off the roof.
0: <laughs> it's
1: really. <I'm> psychic.
0: <laughs> yes, I, I've done one or two drugs. Not that hard. But I've done oh, one okay. to know that you just got to go to a fun level.
1: <laughs> kind of like drinking. Yeah, eventually, know? everyone jumps off party. the roof. This is
0: true. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's funny that um you said that. So my mom, you know, God bless her soul. You know, she passed away about five years ago, but she has always been like the rock, the solid rock for all of us. And one of those things, my sisters were just crazy nutballs as kids, by the way. So I took on the role of, like I said, being the pit son, always being home on time, never had, never dated in high school, you know, so I was always there for it. But I also knew the fact that when I got off to college, that I was just going to be my own person. So I think I kind of became a little bit of a black sheep, a little bit of rebellion that way, because I knew that I sacrificed a lot of my life in order to keep my sisters in order for my mom. You know, nothing worse than... Your mother coming home after a hard day and then making dinner for us and looking at us when sheila or my little one are fighting and all of a sudden she goes you know what i can't stand you kids i hate you all and i'm over there going but i'm not doing anything i'm the good one and it would just make me be try to be even better you know in that way so i have this so i have the stigma now as an adult now where it's like you know sometimes you do things and it's from or and this will be another episode that i'll probably talk about down the road but your inner child you know i think it's a huge topic on and everyone has this inner child that we when we're as adults, we sit there and go, oh, we act this way because this is what happened in our past. So, yeah, it seems like you've come out pretty strong with your situation, considering everything that seemed to have happened. You and it takes to. a big person to actually get to that point. So it's pretty amazing that you've done that. And look at you. I mean, you laugh about it and you're a comedian. And I know that they always say comedians laugh about their pain, which is some of the best comedy out there. So, yeah. um, and you have a beautiful family, by the way embrace a beautiful family. So. Thanks. You're very welcome. I
1: keep them around, but <laughs> I will say I do. But I do think that because of that trauma, right. um, I am so enmeshed and codependent with my husband. Like, I want to be honest. You know, like. It's a, it's the most beautiful relationship, and thank goodness he's as codependent and had as screwed up of a childhood as me. I think that's the key. I think you have to look for a partner that is as fucked up, right? As well, not you that are.
0: fucked up. You don't want to be like your mom and your stepdad. You never want to get that far. No, <laughs> well,
1: no, I mean that he, that my husband <laughs> needs to be as as tra- traumatized. I know what yes, you mean. But <laughs> you're right, <laughs> and <laughs> all I have to do is not become a crack addict, and I'm a winner stay the course like my bar is course. so low yeah
0: i'm winning <laughs> i love that my bar is so low that it's just just yeah. i'm just like if i'm breathing i'm good it's I'm great good right now. oh my god well this is nicole i think we'll stop here but this has been amazing i love having you and i would love to have you as a guest again for would anything down the future you have free range of my show anytime and i hope that and you enjoyed being on today but we're gonna end this. Good. I'm glad. So we're going to end this with a question because now we always, I have a question of the day or of every episode once be asked and it's a long lines of the topic at hand. Okay. So I'm going to read it to you right now. All right. And I'm going to have you answer the, the, the first and then I'll chime in after you. Okay. I want to get okay. your opinion closed. Okay. So hi, Christopher, love the podcast and thank you for putting out a show that is relatable and it's true to home on a, almost every episode. Here's my question. Just recently split up with my husband after seven years of marriage, we have two kids together, five and eight years of age, and I know that the kids are very perceptive. Do you think that kids know the truth about the reason why parents split up?
1: Like your husband had a really small dick. Do you think that they know that he <laughs> was bad in bed? <laughs> Pretty right. obvious. Right. Um, yeah,
0: that he like uh, yelled at us all the time and like was never around or vice versa. The mom was just like always you wanna, chain I,
1: smoking
0: chains I yeah, right? all day long.
1: I have an opinion on that that I think is interesting because I've dealt with it with like my cousins and stuff like that. Okay. My mom, so I when I was 9 and my mom wanted it was the one who asked for the divorce. She was you know basically it was she was married to this artist who never made any money and couldn't support her and she didn't want a third child, right? That made no sense to me at 9. So I totally hated her okay. and blamed her.
0: But you're saying after And the I fact, thought all though, of it right? You're saying after I'm
1: saying she- my mom asked. She asked for the divorce. Right. I knew that okay. my dad was sad and depressed. Did I understand why my mom? Like the the question is interesting. Like, do you think the kids really know? Right. Like, um, I guess
0: the way you're answering, I just want to know: Did you know beforehand that they were having issues? I guess that's what I wanted to know.
1: No, for no, and my backstory is maybe not going to be relevant to her. My parents hid. I didn't. They didn't fight. Until they divorced, oh, so got it. they had got hid it. everything. so okay. I was super like confused right. Um, and then I saw my dad didn't want the divorce, and my mom did.
0: Yeah, so it's tough.
1: you know, separate from kind of what your your personal adult divorce experience was, my dad was never on board, hence okay. the tragedy, the tragic fall for him. Um, but I will say this to the question. Um, my mother was probably so worried because I blamed her and was so mad throughout my entire childhood. But as I just grew up and started to develop a, right. a more mature brain and really see my parents over the years for who they are, by the time I got into my 20s, I was able to look at my mom and go, I get you now. Okay. And I hope that whoever this person is who asked the question, I think the answer is at five and eight, your children do have no clue. About the reality of what's going on. They're seeing something that you are most likely showing the tip of the iceberg. And you're not showing them the whole story. And I hope you're not showing them the whole story. Because they don't need to know how small your husband's dick was. You know, like that's (laughs) not for them to know. Um, But they will find out. I think that children ultimately, as they age, they start to see which parent sucks in certain spaces and they will start to understand and they'll see it in their own relationship with them. If your husband let you down in certain ways, there's, it's, it's going to come out Between the dynamic of the child parent, eventually, you know, my dad just like he couldn't support my mother emotionally and financially. Guess what? He can't support support his children emotionally and financially either. And eventually, I figured it out. The gig is up.
0: You know, I. You've said it correctly, and I think the answer to this question from off of what you just said. I feel like as you get older that perception is confusing because you, you, yes, you probably, some children might send some because either the parents are just flat out, just arguing and just being assholes in front of them the whole time. Um, but sometimes, like you said, parents are very secretive things happen. And all of a sudden the kids out in Oregon, what the hell just happened? I just got blindsided. Right. Mm-hmm. But as you get older from, even from my standpoint, there were things in my, you know, late teens, early twenties that you find out all this extra stuff going and, and like, whoa, I didn't know that. Or yeah. I kind of sensed a little bit of that. And you're right. When you're with them separately at that time, you see their flaws that they have yeah. as well. And you go, yeah. wow, now I know why this probably yeah. happened.
1: Like they I knew why my mom the
0: truth. broke it with my dad because it showed as I got older in a weird way because he is who he is, you know, vice versa, right. my mom, the same way probably be for him. So yeah. so that's the best the way that we can is, answer that, guys. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, they are going to figure it out. That's exactly right.
0: right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it comes with age as well, because if everybody has their own different perception on that time. But it, I don't think that we can physically lock it in until we're a little bit older.
1: So, yeah. And so what you need to do is just start setting money aside right now for their therapy. That's on you. <laughs> <Good one. laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I've already started doing that. I'm, I'm waiting for that to come, yeah. that ball to drop. And my I'm, oldest one goes, you know what, dad, yeah. um, you suck. And yes. um, this is what I need. So Right. Forget yeah. saving like, for college. <laughs> <laughs> for therapy for all you people out there getting divorced save your money for therapy not college I agree. that's what we're saying <laughs> all right that's another episode guys nicole thank you so much and i would love for you to plug anything that you have going on please let me know if you're going to be i know during COVID time right now you're not performing anymore but i am not what's coming up for you
1: um but I would love for people to check out my special, like you said, on Amazon yes, Prime, yeah. streaming. If you don't have Amazon, um, you can go to iTunes. It's available on a ton of different platforms. My website is um, And hopefully I get to get back out into the world and do stand up again one day. <laughs> Please.
0: <laughs> love it. Love it. All right, guys, this is my guest. And please, like she said, please turn, get on Amazon, watch your show, Life's a Bit, support, support, support. Thank and you. And please keep um, um, DMing me those questions on social media. I appreciate this question. Today. That was a good one. Um, also, please, if you need any questions or just want to personally get in touch with me, it's Christopher at dating-intelligence.com. And um, until the next episode, we'll see you guys soon. Cool. All right. Thanks, Nicole.
1: Thank you.